The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Let's get to Quarantine Ball on the Irish Network's hotline. Corinth of all, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. I got one favor to ask of you before I get to the rest of my call. So can you can you say DJ's last name for me one more time? Ui Ungagale. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, we need to clip that and put that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> We don't want uh, losers associated with our show. Oh, come on, Ben! Why play the new bowl game? Hold on, hold on now. No bullets of material. <laughs> he ain't gonna be playing. He might. He might turn it around. I really want to see Clemson in the bowl game. How amazing oh, would it be if Hypo beat Clemson in the bowl game? Oh, Tennessee fans will never shut up. We already aren't gonna shut up, though. Let's be real. Can you imagine the the Tony Elliott comments after the game? Oh gosh. Oh, they already uh, exist. Imagine if if Tennessee's defense shuts down that offense in a bowl game. Uh, wouldn't be too hard. I believe my my wife's high school team could probably do that. <laughs> we ain't gonna go there. Uwe Ungalele Lele. No, Uwe Ungalele. There it is. So you're looking up the <laughs> pronunciation guide, and you're still not getting it right. Yeah, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. It's like. Four or five different levels here. Is that is that uh, Alabama high school education come in? Is that what that is? Uh, I got my degree from Tennessee. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say that. Now I, I know, I know, because you conveniently left it out. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, I did conveniently leave that out. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to kind of talk about this NIL stuff. I, I've I've had a couple people talking to me about it as well and it uh kind of, some of the conversation kind of got started and I'm, I'm sure Mr. McKee saw it as well on on some of the boards talking about oh you know these Kentucky players getting the NIL deals with the force in, in Kentucky well that yeah that's all good and fine but they've been doing that and they're they're only getting these little lease deals for like six or seven months I mean yeah it's all good and fine but that's not their car they don't get to keep that car a lot of people don't think about that not saying you guys don't know that, but I'm saying like a lot of outside people that don't know anybody, they just see the, the headline and they see the, the little video on Twitter and like, oh, they get all up in their feelings and it's like, guys, they're, that's not, they don't get to keep that car. That's not how that works. My horse is not going to just say, oh, here's a car, you keep that. Well, my thing is Tennessee has been recruiting in the top five. For the last three years, they haven't had to use it. They haven't. It hasn't mattered as much. Now, if it matters with a player more than another, there are plenty of things set up right now. And again, Tennessee can't set these things up, but there are a lot of people that in the last few months that have been working to make sure that if it comes to that, if we need to use that to get a really good player, then we will be prepared.
But Tennessee hasn't missed out on a kid in a bad way because of NIL. Like, I don't understand why the focus is on basketball. It should be on football. Well, let's rephrase what you just said. Tennessee has lost out on on a recruit, basketball recruit, because of NIL deals, but it's not from a lack of effort on Tennessee's part. It's because of what Rick talked about in his press conference yesterday of other schools or a other school promising a ridiculous number so of NIL money to a kid. Yes. And and obviously Rick said that he doesn't believe that they'll they'll be able to live up to that number. So NIL has impacted Tennessee technically, but it's it's not because Tennessee isn't dabbling in NIL. It's because other schools are trying to take advantage of kids and and promise things that are going to be really hard to to keep their keep their word about. So what I should have said is that Tennessee is still getting good players, and it's not like Tennessee has a a roster of bums and can't compete at a high level and get good players because of the NIL. Okay, you may you may lose out on a player because another school has went way over the top in their promises. Not saying they can actually live up to that promise. But I I will repeat this. I don't know why the focus is on basketball when Rick Barnes doesn't have a problem getting players. He doesn't have a problem putting together top five classes, a a roster of All-Americans coming in, a roster of guys that have NBA potential. If anything, we should be looking at football, a, a, a program that needs all these players and needs the NIL to work out. I just I don't understand why we're paying that much attention to basketball as it relates to NIL because Rick Barnes doesn't have problem getting players. Yes, it's because the the five stars to this point in this cycle have not picked Tennessee. You've had three, four, five guys who who are five stars, the the Jaden Springers, Keon Johnsons, Kennedy Chandlers. They've Tennessee has finished second for them. And everybody's is wondering why even though I, I watched the, the number 10 overall player in the country practice yesterday for Tennessee and, and Kennedy Chandler. So, didn't, didn't Rick Barnes answer these questions about recruiting already? Yes. When he, before the NIL about yes. you know, his ability to recruit? Didn't he already answer those questions? And now it just seems like there's, there's another narrative being created about Rick Barnes being able to get players, there is. It's just, it's, I mean, just, it's, is. Just, it's just it's just funny. To, it's just funny to me. There's again, like Tennessee, and again, it's not officially Tennessee, so we really have to be careful. And people need to understand that schools can't necessarily directly set up nil deals, but there's groups or groups of people associated with Tennessee that are like, hey, just let us know. We got you. Mm. Like, Tennessee is more united behind the scenes with some of the fractions that we have heard of in the past. Those fractions have come together more now than in a very long time for the NIL to make sure that Tennessee is a big-time player 
when it comes to that and when we actually need it. That doesn't mean that you say, all right, this other school is going to promise some unrealistic deal and we're just going to top it because we can. No, we're not. Sometimes you just like, all right, no, man, we, we, we not, we not doing that. We're not doing that. Are you LeBron? You LeBron James? LeBron James? Are you LeBron? No, you're not LeBron? Well, we ain't doing that. Are you Carmelo Anthony? As a freshman? No, nah, no. Nah. Well, unless, unless you are, then you know, we're not going to reach. We could, but that doesn't mean we are going to for every single player. But I'll say this for the third time. Ricky Barnes not having any trouble, his staff having any trouble recruiting players. No, and I also think you're you're seeing a a shift in not strategy, but shift in what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shift in focus of the type of guys that Tennessee wants to to bring in. I yeah, shift in priority. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think that Rick necessarily loves the idea of of one and done players. I mean, he'll he'll take a guy like Kennedy Chandler, obviously, but I mean, Jaden and Keon, quite frankly, didn't work out, and, and part of that was was COVID. Rick said it yesterday. He he hates the fact that Jaden and Keon did not get a true college experience because they it was basketball practice or their dorm. They didn't even get to use their locker. Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson didn't even get to use their locker. Inside the locker room because of of COVID restrictions, they they practiced. They went to their dorm. They didn't go to class because everything was virtual. They they didn't get a college experience, and that that's really unfortunate. I, I hate that for those guys. But so so I do think that COVID impacted last season. Obviously, I asked Rick about how how the team chemistry is going into this year compared to last year because of those same things that I just mentioned about not being able to hang around one another after practice. Because after practice last year, you couldn't hang around and, and play the, the new video games that they have in the lounge for players now. You, you went back to your dorm to, to try to avoid getting COVID from one another. And, and Rick raved about how different the, the chemistry is this year because, because of that. Yep. But Seeing with football too. Yes, but, but still, the one and done, if, 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 if you miss, you miss. It, it can go sideways real quick. And, and I'm not even just really speaking to Tennessee last year. I mean, you see it happen all the time. Look at Duke last year. I mean, it, it, Washington had a couple five stars a couple years ago. And they're, they're both in the league now. It's the, the Washington team that Tennessee beat. And it, it went sideways for them. So I, I, I think that in addition to, to Rick not being willing – to promise some gaudy amount of of NIL money to a recruit on top of maybe trying to get some guys in here that are more two- to three-year players rather than, than one-and-dones has also played a role uh, as, as well. Let's get to the phones, my friend. We've got West Tennessee Vol. West Tennessee Vol, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um... I have a couple things I'd like to say. One, as far as the NIL is concerned, I would imagine, and I'm not saying Tennessee is this way, but I would imagine schools are not setting up deals for players just like they weren't paying players before the NIL. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it's a violation, they're not going to talk about it. So I don't know why people act like they're so surprised about that. Secondly, it sounds to me like people are putting way too much weight in the star ratings in basketball, just like they do a lot of the times in football. Yes, I completely agree. As far as players are concerned, because I don't know exactly because I don't keep up with football. I mean, basketball the same way I keep up with football. But if I remember correctly, Admiral and Grant weren't five stars, were they? Nope. When they were Not even four recruited. stars. Yeah, and so now look at them. People need to forget the stars. Unless these coaches do what they're paid to do, they know what they're doing. They're not idiots. I mean, Rick Barnes, sure. Rick, Rick is certainly not an idiot. <laughs> You're cutting out a little bit there, West Tennessee Vol. But if you want to criticize Rick Barnes and, and, and it be fair, talk about the postseason early finishes. That's the that's a fair criticism, not, the, not how he's bringing in players. He has no problem doing that. But something that's fair would be, all right, how about a deeper tournament run? Like, that's a fair criticism. If you want to jump on something, jump on that. Right. And <laughs> that's how I look at it. Right. And, and it's, it's October. It's October. There, there's a, a spring signing period for basketball. And last year in the spring signing period, after Jonas Adu decommitted from Marquette, Tennessee went out and, and got him. Top 50 player. Borderline five-star. So you, you never know down the road who Tennessee may add that isn't currently available. People are going to become available. And there's also this thing called the transfer portal where you can go out and get a guy like Justin Powell. Ooh, man. And, man, we heard some good reviews on, on Powell shooting the basketball. Yes, and I – he, he's as cool as the other side of the pillow. I I sat down with him for like five minutes yesterday. Mm-hmm. He he's a cool cat. He he's he he is cool. I know Chris Lofton really likes Justin Powell. Yes, and and if if you get the Chris Lofton stamp of approval, mm-hmm. then then you are stamped. Maybe it's, maybe it's the Kentucky bias, but yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what team Justin Powell grew up a fan of? Um, he's from Louisville. Louisville. No. Tennessee, Chris Lawson team. No. Uh, it wasn't Kentucky or Louisville because that, that's who I assumed it would be. I said, did you grow up a Kentucky or Louisville fan? He said, no, I grew up a Syracuse fan. Ah. That, that surprised me. Because you ain't, ain't got to play no defense. You play, <laughs> play at Syracuse. They don't play in defense, man. All they play is 2-3. Mm-hmm. Play that zone. You got, you're too short to play at Syracuse unless you're the point guard, unless you can fill it up like uh, Jerry McNamara. Yeah, and, and to be fair, Tennessee has missed out on some some big time names that they've been going after. Brandon Miller. I mean, Tennessee didn't even make his his top five. Dylan Mitchell, Cason Wallace, Jalen Hood, Shafino. Although it seemed like Tennessee kind of backed off of. Man, let me stop you. There, there have been guys that Tennessee has gone after. It's, it's basketball. You're going to miss out on more than you actually get. <laughs> I mean, right? But the, the the guys that I mentioned were like in. And Tennessee was in their top two, top three. It, it wasn't like, oh, they extended an offer. They were in their, their top ten. Brandon Miller's from Antioch. Like, he's two hours west of here. And I, I don't know that that was necessarily Tennessee missing out. Although, although now it looks like he's going to Bama. A couple months ago when Tennessee, quote, missed out on him, 
it seemed like he was destined for the the G League Ignite team. And that that's why people are frustrated because they've seen Tennessee in the top two, top three of these guys and not being able to get over the edge to get those those players. And Tennessee still bringing in good players. Yes. It's just not the players that maybe some guys want, but you still like, all right, you may miss that dude that's three hours away, but you're going out and getting a really dang good dude from California. Right. So, like, again, the point remains for me is still getting good players. <laughs> that's not the issue. So, uh, let me go to the text box and keep it rolling. BC1 Cam says, I don't recall hearing y'all ask uh, Hendon Hooker about the Hendo Cinco. Should we not refer to him that way? It's so catchy. I, I, don't, I didn't hear him about – I didn't hear anything about him not liking it. I mean, Tennessee football used it before. Um, I did not think of, of asking him that. Uh, I blame Ben for that. He's supposed to be, you know, giving me pointers on how to ask the right questions. Nope. As as far as anybody knows, I'm not even included in Tennessee Prime. No, you are very much included. Well, you wouldn't know by listening. Behind the scenes, yeah, behind you know, the scenes. You know, real professionals, they, they shout out their producer and the people <laughs> pushing the buttons. That's right. You're right. I dropped the ball there, man. Well, it, it's all Austin's fault. I blame Austin. I like, I like blaming that. All right, look. Who's on the phone? Neil and Mafia. Oh, Neil and Mafia. Good morning. Morning, sir. What's up, man? Man, nothing going on but the rent. I don't know if you can top uh, last week's call, Neil and Mafia. <laughs> well, kind of going a different direction this time. I, uh, I'm tired of hearing about referees and Bama privilege. I've heard it in increasing numbers over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, I'm tired of hearing the same litany of things about officials, about competitive balance, about all that kind of thing. Now, I have said for a couple of years, and I've called on your show and said for a couple of years, that the best thing that folks could do... uh, is begin turning off the SEC outside of when Tennessee uh, was playing and literally not watch the product, tank the ratings in Knoxville, in Nashville, in Atlanta, in places like that, in Baton Rouge, in College Station, Texas, uh, until the SEC realized that there really was a problem and that you could not keep a formula which says, okay, let's keep two in the playoffs at all times and by any means necessary, and never mind the competitive balance of the others. Uh, But I don't think people are getting that. I I don't think that message is getting through. And I hear people say, well, it's the the best football to watch. No, I didn't. I didn't even close. We have the top two teams. We have the worst four teams. And in between is a basket of mess. You could line up Texas A&M right now against Michigan. Michigan probably win that game. You could line up Auburn right now against Penn State. Oh, wait. We did line up Auburn against Penn State, and they lost. So, no, we don't have the best conference in football. We have the top two, and we have had those same exact two for a very long time, and those exact two have stayed there by doing the same exact thing 
that places like Tennessee and Ole Miss and other places have paid a very severe penalty for. By virtue, and I don't think the SEC is openly just wanting those two. I think any two teams that were on top would be who the SEC was backing. And I think it is unmistakable to anyone who can watch football with an unbiased and unjaundiced eye to see that there is favoritism toward the teams that have a chance to get in the playoffs. As such, and since it's not getting through, I've been putting pencil to paper for quite a while, and I'm not educated on all these kind of things, but I'm not a dumb man. And there are facilities out there and things that you can look up. Uh, I'm going to go a step further. I think it's time for Tennessee to lead an exodus out of the Southeastern Conference because I think the valuation of Tennessee athletics, instead of the $45 million that they're getting from the SEC, would be around a net aggregate of $100 million plus on the open market with all the services that are available today. I think we're being kept at a competitive disadvantage and a financial disadvantage. Uh, and I think part of the reason for that is because you have several teams in the SEC that aren't bringing in anything. They're doing nothing. Missouri, Vanderbilt, even the smaller schools that do have something like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they don't bring in much money. Arkansas is too tiny to bring in much money. And so you have schools like Tennessee, like Texas A&M, like the top two, like Auburn, who are keeping all of these afloat by bringing in millions upon millions of dollars. And the smaller schools are benefiting from that, but acting like a financial drain. Uh, the next time I call in, I'm going to show you, I hope, and prove to you how I can get us to $45 million without even touching the high-revenue sports. I'm going to get us over... I'm going to get us over $100 million in revenue and show, I mean, I'm serious. It's time. The old conference model doesn't add up anymore. The conference model only made sense when you had a few channels and you needed to consolidate all your power on the the viewing eyes that were available on those few channels. But the market now is endless. And the old rules... The old mantras don't apply because if they did, Netflix wouldn't be generating more revenue than Hollywood Studios. The future is not in the conference model. It's not in the old TV model. And I think Tennessee should be on the vanguard, should be on the front line, and should bold a a brave new way into the digital age where that we keep our money for ourselves, where that the SEC cannot find us, where that we control when our games are played at Neyland, where that we decide that we're going to have a bunch of games at night, where that we decide who our opponents are and we don't end up having to play three teams that are perpetually in the top ten each year just because it's tradition or because that's the way it's always been done. I'm tired of the way things are, and it doesn't have to be that way. Not now, not in 2021. And I hope that the next time I call in with just a little bit of math and a little bit of pencil and paper, I can show everybody how, how can I put this politely, Tennessee is getting screwed by carrying the water for these other conferences, for these other teams in the conference 
that can't draw flies to a frog gigging. So, yeah, that's a bit of a bombshell to drop this morning. But I do say it, and I do think it's time that Tennessee began considering what was previously blasphemy, what was previously unthinkable. Time to leave. And let don't let the door hit us on the way out. That's interesting take, Neil Mafia. Uh, I, I look forward to the next time you call in and um, you know show show some more homework when the numbers. Two things that I thought of as was Neil Mafia was was saying that. And listen, I I'm not on board right now with with, with Neil Mafia's stance, but I understand the frustration. But two things I thought about was remember how when Texas A and M entered the league in 2012 and. They had this reassurance that Texas wouldn't be allowed to come to the, the SEC and A&M would be the, the only school from Texas, and they would have this big-time advantage. And less than a decade, that promise was broken. And A&M was acting all hot and bothered and upset and huffing and puffing like they was going to do something. What do they do, Ben? They shut up and they stayed in the SEC. <laughs> they did nothing. They did nothing. They shut their damn mouth and said, welcome, Texas. <laughs> we hate you, but welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. That's the first thing that came to mind. The second thing that came to mind is that the position that Tennessee is in right now is, self, is self-inflicting. We're the reason why we're in this position. It ain't the SEC's fault. Not saying that their officiating is great. Not saying that there has been times where I felt like um, there's been some favoritism to other programs, but there was a narrative that was going around when Tennessee was on top that the favoritism was in our favor. And I know this because I talked to people that covered Tennessee during those times. Multiple people. I don't, I don't blame the SEC for where we are right now. I blame us for where we are right now. The hires that we made, the firings that we, that we, that we, that we made, the buyouts, the, the, the change in presidents, the change in chancellors, the, you know, the infighting with boosters. That ain't the SEC's fault. That's us. We are the reason why we are in this position. That's how I look at it. And we'll be the reason why we get out of it. Yes. Or stay in it. Exactly. Either. So... Um, I, I look forward to Neela Mafia continuing to, you know, prove his point and and you know add add some more um, homework behind his argument. I look forward to hearing it. I love the passion behind the, Heck the yeah, call, I do. but I I do disagree respectfully with with Neela Mafia. You don't want to be outside of the SEC, nah. You, Texas, nah. Freaking Texas. Try to do it their own. With the, remember with the Longhorn Network? They're losing money off of it. Yeah, like... like it, 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 it doesn't come close to the money that the SEC Network and the SEC is, is generating. And Neil and Mafia mentioned the, the 45 mil. That's about to spike because of the new TV deal that the SEC just signed with ESPN to, to move the, the SEC on CBS game to ABC. Here and I can't remember what year it starts. It's within the next three to four years, uh, and God forbid Greg McElroy become the voice of that. But that's a different conversation. But like that, that amount of money that 
that Tennessee is going to to bring in is is going to spike a lot because of this new TV deal and because of the continued growth of the conference with with adding Texas, with adding Oklahoma. That's also why A&M shut up and and sat down (laughs) because they they may not like Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference, but they're going to bring more money to the conference on top of (laughs) the, the new TV deal. Uh, so that's that's just from a money perspective, but but then you get into the thought process of what what's the the common talking point on Notre Dame when it comes to the playoffs being being an independent school because uh, the fact that they're going to be at a disadvantage every year because they're not in a conference and they don't care because the 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 risk to reward the reward is bigger. Yes, like, and they have that NBC deal yeah, where yeah, NBC yeah. broadcasts. Mike Tirico calls every single mm-hmm. Notre Dame home game, mm-hmm. and like uh, Tennessee is is a big stepper, as rappers like to say nowadays. They they are a big stepper, and they they are a big wig. They 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 carry weight. Tennessee can can make can make waves in the ocean. They they can, but if Tennessee were to come out on the open market. NBC or whatever big time channel is is not going to sign Tennessee up for a a TV deal that that pays them any type of money like Notre Dame gets from NBC. Nah, let's go back to the phone. So I love Neil Mafia's passion. I just I, I don't see how <laughs> even the SEC would be a great thing for Tennessee. We've got a big orange Mac. And who knows, man? Neil Mafia may be smarter than all of us. He one, is one day. Who knows? But right now. <laughs> I, I don't see it. All right, uh, Big Orange Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Benjamin. Uh, Neil Mafia, I love you, son, but uh-uh. No, <laughs> sir. No. Man, he was talking all that. Man, I thought it was like the end of Wolf of Wall Street. Sell me this pen. Uh, uh, no. The SEC, why do you think everybody's trying to get in? It's a daggum cash cow. That's right. Now, uh, I know... You know, some of the call. You know, we've had calls go against us, especially against Alabama last week. Listen, I have a greater chance in having a fair trial in Russia if I was spying inside the Kremlin than getting a call <laughs> on, right there in front of Nick Saban on their sideline, forty miles from Birmingham. Okay, we get, it. we know that. But at the same time, I agree with you, Jay. I remember back in the day we used to get favorable calls. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I now, how do you think we got our name, the Volunteer State? Because we always run to the fight. That's right. This ain't, this ain't a time to tuck tail and run because we fell on hard times. This is where you dig in. And you dig in them trenches and you fight. You fight your way out. Neela Mafia, I'm sorry, brother. But this, this no, you ain't going to tuck tail and run. Run to another, no. Because, like you said, we just signed a new TV deal with the conference. It's, it's things about to, they bet fist to make money hand over fist. And, uh. Now, the, the old saying, people you say, well, why is Vanderbilt in the SEC? Well, the SEC needs Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt needs the SEC. Vanderbilt keeps our academics legit <laughs> with our student athletes, and, and we keep them money to go toward the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. Okay? So they have a purpose in the conference. Okay? I've heard that all my life. Okay? Uh but no, we do not need to tuck tail and run. We are. I mean, yes, I know it's kind of top heavy right now. But this is the best that gum conference in America. Like I said, if uh, 
if Ohio State had a chance to join the, the SEC, I believe they try to join because it, it, it's a cash cow. And every uh, heck, last week the Tennessee Alabama game was the highest rated college game all weekend. Yep. Have y'all seen Crazy. that? Well, one point four million viewers. No, four point four. Was it four point four? Yes, four. Four point four. Now, I did see Big Arch Mac that it was the most viewed game on the ESPN family of networks, but I, I would uh, imagine it was still the the most watched of all. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Nealon, you need to chime back on that, son. <laughs> just forget about all that. We just need to rough it out right now. Every program fell on hard times. Y'all remember when Bama fell on hard times? All these other programs, it's, it was just it's just our time. But we're going to get out of it. Dig in and fight. Don't tuck tail and run. Gentlemen, y'all have a great day and go big on. Yep. That, thanks so much for the phone call. Uh, yep. I mean, listen, there's yeah, America's the best country in this world. And there's a lot of things that's, that, that's not right. A lot of things need to be fixed. A lot of issues. But you trying to move to Russia? You trying to move to Mexico? No. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to stay right on over here. West Knoxville, man. We, we, we got, we got some good. things we need to clean up here in America. <laughs> but uh, Canada, too cold for me. Mexico, can't necessarily drink the water. Good, I'm good. I'm Australia is someplace I've always wanted to move to. I don't really know why, but apparently Australia's not all that great either. You just want some authentic blooming onions. That's all you want. No, I, I, I've always been fascinated with kangaroos. Yeah, until when I'm kicking in your jaw. I know. <laughs> apparently those things are real mean, too. Especially the ones that swole. <laughs> the ones that look like they're on steroids. <laughs> looking, like, looking like Miles Garrett. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, the SEC has its flaws, right? But I ain't trying to leave the SEC now. No, Let's you, not... you just don't want to be... I'm, no, on the outside looking no, I'm in. good. I mean, Texas, Texas is arguably the biggest brand in college football. Alabama, Ohio State may, may be the most, but Texas is definitely in that conversation. And, and they were dying to be in the SEC. And I agree with Big Orange Mac. Ohio State would absolutely leave the Big Ten for the SEC if, if that opportunity presented itself. Yahoo Sports, 4.7 million viewers. It's the most all season long. 4.7 million viewers. Yeah, Tennessee lost. But how many recruits from outside of the SEC footprint was like, huh? Huh. Man, I like that offense. Cable's top college football game in 2021. That's wild. Oh, you know who tweeted that? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy, Greg McElroy. Yeah, but doesn't that graphic say that on the ESPN family of networks? Not for for all of the SEC. ESPN Network wins the weekend with four most viewed college football games of week eight, all six. Saturday games on ESPN slash ABC, top 2 million viewers. And then it has Tennessee, Alabama, 4.7 million uh, viewers. It has Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, Oregon, UCLA, Illinois, Penn State, and then uh, Ohio State, Indiana. So, eyeballs are on Tennessee. 
I love me Sunilla Mafia though. And I'm okay. He stole my popcorn. I'm like, I'll be even cool with that. But I'm just not on board. I'm not on board with that. We gotta go to the phones. We'll do that after we take this quick time out. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. <laughs> 